Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in the world, despite the impact of COVID-19. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, we meet with business leaders in our Vietnam Innovator series every two weeks to understand the future of work, how to build and lead teams in Vietnam, and how to make the most out of this once-in-a-lifetime growth opportunity in this emerging market. Hi everybody, this is Hao Tran, I'm the CEO of Vietcetera, and welcome to the Vietnam Innovator series. In our first Vietnam Innovators episode, we're pleased to welcome Doug Phuong, the country general manager of Gojek Vietnam, to talk about Gojek's journey and its recent rebranding in Vietnam. So what is Gojek? It's an Indonesian-based decacorn startup, which began as a motorcycle ride-hailing service provider and has since branched out into mobile payments, food delivery, and more. In Vietnam, where Gojek has a network of 150,000 drivers and 80,000 merchants, serving millions of users, the focus of late has been on rebranding the company from GoViet to Gojek. We also meet with Doug to ask about their digital efforts in relation to payments and expansion beyond Gojek's current two-wheel-only option. Thanks yeah. for having me, huh? Great. Uh, super excited to be here today. Yeah, so we'll just get started. Um, the first question I have for you today, Doug, is how does it feel to go from red to green? <laughs> for me, it was uh, sort of a mix uh, of uh, bittersweet uh, kind of feelings. I've been with the company since 2018. And so I was one of the people that has been with the company for the longest time and building it from ground up and have been running it for two years plus, uh, more than two years now, right? Um, so it was, uh, was kind of sad for, for me personally, right? and, and for a lot of the people inside the company, as well as our, our drivers and merchants. And, uh, it was kind of sad, right, to, to see that, that we say goodbye to the red color. But, but green color also promises a lot of, uh, of new, exciting journeys. And in, in fact, the, the chapter that we have ahead of us is a continuation of the legacy that we have built as GoViet. So let me rewind a little bit and, and talk about uh, Gojek, right? uh, as you share, they, they are now a monster company in Indonesia, one of the very few decacons in, in Southeast Asia. Uh, but they, they had a very humble beginning. Right? Uh, it was in 2010 when they realized that in Jakarta there was crazy traffic jam. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and most of the ride sharing options at that point in time was mainly four wheels, right? cars. And they realized that that didn't solve any of the customer issues that people were having in Jakarta. And they also realized another thing is the Ojek drivers. Right? So in Indo, Ojek means uh, motorbike uh, taxis. Right? Um, the, the, the Ojek drivers in Indo were not having a, a great time as a, as a job either. Right? So they were sitting on the corners of the street. Uh, they were waiting for customers. The customers couldn't get a, a good experience with the Ojek drivers. They had to bargain, and sometimes they got a bad experience. They didn't know who to complain to. So they set out a very simple uh, call center, right? very similar to, to how we used to call for taxi. Right? You call a, mm-hmm. a phone number, and then the, the call center would dispatch a driver to, to you. But those two kind of became how Gojek's um, has run their company since then. So number one is to focus all the technology on solving the customer problems. Right? So not instead of chasing after the next shiny products that I have available on the market, they focus on the roots of 
what are the customer pain points, what do the customers need in each of the market. Right? Uh, back then was Jakarta, but now, as you say, we have Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, all very different markets and have different needs. And the second is they, they realized that the, the OJEC drivers are the ones that needed the help, right? Compared to a lot of other professions, uh, they were not getting very good income, right? Um, and and uh, they didn't get any access to financing, they didn't get any access to technology. So that has become a second mission of Gojek, how they've been building and running their company. It's always to focus on the impact that they can have on uh, the driver community. And later on, as they have food uh, and other services, they, they, they really focus on how much uh, they can distribute and how much value can they give to, to their partners. And that has been the same mission that we have for COVID when we started out in 2018. We realized that Vietnam is very similar to Indo in the way that we do have a ton of these uh, motorbike drivers on mm -hmm. the streets uh, who are not uh, earning enough of money. Right? Mm -hmm. And uh, for customers, uh, the traffic jam in Vietnam, although it's not as bad as in Jakarta, but it's also pretty bad. Right? So giving people a way to quickly get around the city, uh, giving people a way to uh, order food better right, uh, was, uh, was the reason why we started. Right? We want to create a product that solves the daily frictions for, for the Vietnamese people, starting out with a, a focus, a concentration on two-wheel drivers. Right? So all of the services that we launched so far, Go Bike, Go Food, and Go Send, are centered around the two-wheel drivers mm -hmm. uh, so that we can give the two-wheel drivers as much as many jobs as we can, right? Instead of expanding to other service providers, we focus on this group of drivers because we realize that they are the one that benefit most, I see. right? And, yeah. and they can get um, a lot of uh, the opportunities. So achieve launch. a level of scale with them exactly. and then in time produce more services. Because I know in, in Indonesia, it seems, uh, you know, they, they really got the two-wheel driver really strong and then they yep. moved into other verticals. Exactly. How soon do you expect for these other services that we see in Indonesia to come to Vietnam? And, you know, people think about Go Car, for instance, yep. Yep. Um, Go Massage, I don't know if that's coming <laughs> to Vietnam, all these different services. How, yeah. Do you have a timeline for that? Like, what kind of scale do you have to see first before... Yeah, yeah, so the, the, uh, the, the reason why we, we expanded to Gojek, uh, we, we became Gojek and unify our app from GoViet to Gojek was because we wanted to expand that mission that I, I talked about earlier, right? To, to bring more products to Vietnam. Because as you pointed out, in, in Indo, they have about 20 different services. Right? So Gojek in Indo is, is truly a super app, right? That people can do almost everything on the Gojek app. And so that was a reason why we, we decided to, to unify our app with Gojek. And, but out of all the 20 different services uh, that Gojek has, there have been three main pillars that we call the golden triangle, right? So that is transport, food, and payment. Right? So all of the other services are additional use case uh, centered around this golden triangle. Um, so uh, out of the transport, food delivery, and payment, we are missing payment uh, in Vietnam. So mm -hmm. that's definitely one thing that we are working very hard on and should be having some, some exciting announcement in, in the coming months. Uh, and in terms of transport, we have been achieving pretty uh, stellar successes in the past two years on, on getting uh, up the, the two-wheel transportation. Uh, and we're missing four wheels. Right? Uh, and in fact, we actually got a license uh, during the, the, the pilot phase uh, to, to run four wheels. Mm -hmm. But soon after that, there was a new regulation that came out and we 
at Skojek, we have always been uh, under the principle that if we operate in the market, we're going to be compliant. Right? So we do not tend to break laws. So it, it will take us uh, uh, some additional time to uh, study this new regulation and how we operate under the new regulation. But uh, definitely a key market for us to, uh, to also build uh, because uh, the customers really want it. And whatever the customers really want, mm -hmm. that's something that we'll be focusing on. Yeah, I mean, for me as a, as a business person, especially one of the reasons I don't use Gojek as much right now is because of that payment option. Yep. Uh, but I do use it because the, the, the service is competitive and the pricing is competitive. So I'm sure a lot of us, including myself, are looking forward to those new features being released. Yep. Um, so great. Yeah, thank you for sharing about that. Um, you know, moving on to more about the brand story as well. So, of course, moving into Gojek, changing colors, you know, changing the branding. Uh, it's much more than that as well. You know, we, we look at the leadership team of, mm -hmm. of Gojek. I mean, you've you've stayed on since the very beginning, um, since it launched in the market, mm -hmm. I think two or three years now. Yep. Uh, but there's been a number of other leadership changes as well. What were some of those bumpy patches that the team had to overcome? Mm -hmm. And how do you hope that this new chapter will kind of set a new exciting growth period for the company? Yep. Uh, and I think with regards to the leadership change, um, uh, I think every individual has brought a lot of values to the company. Uh, for my predecessors, I, I learned a lot from them. I was working with them very closely uh, during the times that they were uh, with Goviet uh, back then. And, and they have really contributed to where we have become today right, in this new chapter pro. So, um, so definitely a, a lot of, uh, of gratitude towards them. So we had to uh, uniting the team, right? rally them towards a common mission, uh, which was uh, to kind of remind them of how much values are we bringing into the market, right? how, how many customers are we serving and making their lives better, how many drivers are we creating income opportunities for, how many merchants, the one that never had a, uh, an online revenue stream before, we are bringing them extra revenue streams. Right? Um, and, and that gives them meanings to their work. And of course, there were still people who left the company after that. But the one that have stuck through the, the turmoils and the ups and downs of last year uh, are the people that are truly passionate about what we're working on. So for them, for a lot of the people in the company, this is more than just a job, right? This mm -hmm. is about creating uh, something very exciting, something that is meaningful, that is impactful mm -hmm. to the society. Right? And, uh, and and for, for our company, we also got sort of the... Um, uh, we, we were quite fortunate that we got a lot of this uh, very diverse group of people, mm -hmm. uh, some very senior folks from, from major companies like IBM, Nestle, and we have some, some younger people from all the way from like Uber India. Uh, so once they are united and working towards a common goal, it became a lot easier for us to execute. So in this sort of a new chapter, uh, we, we are blessed with a very now very strong and a very united team. And we got back up from Gojek in terms of technology and financials, and so um, and, and super excited, right? Um, mm -hmm. in, in what we can be bringing to Vietnamese market, like like all the things that we just talked about: new products, better customer experience, and more benefits for the community in general. Yeah, and I've heard that you guys are, are moving offices soon too. It sounds like here in Ho Chi Minh City, at least. Right. Uh, what is the scale of the company now? How many employees are you guys having under the Gojek brand? 
Um, so in terms of the people that, that work in uh, the office, we have about 200 people, mm -hmm. uh, but we also have a BPO office for contact center mm -hmm. uh, with another about 200 people. So total headcounts okay. of about 400 people. Okay. And then you're serving tens of thousands of drivers now as well. In addition. Yeah. So uh, our total number of drivers right now is about 160,000 wow. uh, and we have about 80,000 merchants as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and our customers are in the millions. Okay. And you guys are spread throughout the country. You're not just here in Ho Chi you're, yeah, so we're operating in Hanoi. in Hanoi as well. So uh, the strategy that we've been executing in Vietnam is to really focus right? uh, instead of spreading ourselves to team, mm -hmm. uh, to multiple products and multiple cities. Right? We want to focus on areas that we can make the most impact. So two wheels, as I mentioned earlier, and the cities that we operate in, we focus on the big cities like Ho Chi Minh and Hanoi. But of course, now with better technology uh, and, and with this new brand, we mm -hmm. want to also expand our coverage to other cities as well. Cool. And obviously with this rebranding, there's renewed hope for growth. Um, and we're starting to see that it seems I see more and more Gojek drivers on the road every time I go out. Um, with the current environment, how, how is Gojek doing? Has has the company, how has the company had to adapt? I mean, mm -hmm. it sounds like from what I've read online, at least, Gojek decided to rebrand Goviet, it seems like in 2019, yep. towards the end. Um, obviously, the pandemic hit in February mm -hmm. and March. Mm -hmm. You had to add that to your kind of mix of you know new opportunities and challenges. Mm -hmm. um, in what ways has the company had to adapt in Vietnam, at least, given that situation? And maybe you can share a few initiatives that, that Gojek has has rolled out in the uh, in the country to support its drivers and its merchants and its yep, customers. Yep, yep. Actually, the decision to rebrand happened about a year ago. Mm. Right? So way before COVID hit us. Uh, it was a, a decision for us to really leverage on what we already built mm -hmm. in Vietnam and combine that with the, uh, the strengths of Gojek in terms of technology, in terms of scale, in terms of the, the global brand that Gojek is uh, to, to build on a more success in, in Vietnam for the many years to come, right? So that actually has nothing to do with, with COVID. But of course, COVID put uh, in a lot of, of more variables to, to what we were trying to accomplish. Um, so in terms of, of what we had to adapt uh, in, in Gojek, what we believe in is always safety first. Right? So we were actually one of the first company to start working from home for all of the employees in the office mm. way before other companies started doing so. And as early as the, uh, the COVID started becoming um, a pandemic in, in the world, in the region, and in Vietnam it was not serious, we already started to, to start this uh, BCP, which is a business continuity plan, mm -hmm. right? Uh, on about what is going to happen if we have to work from home, what is going to happen if we, uh, there's a lockdown. So we already planned all of that before. And when there was a need to, to go into lockdown and when to go into work from home, we already prepared. Mm -hmm. right? um, so that's for the employees, for the drivers and the merchants. Um, so we did a lot of the, the communications and training to our merchants and our drivers, right? Um, uh, with all the guidelines from the, the Ministry of Health uh, in order to, to make sure that they, they, they comply with the, all the safety measures, social distancing and such. Um, and uh, we also created uh, as a whole Gojek, not just in Vietnam, we created this foundation called the YABB, where uh, employees can donate, right? Uh, and uh, a lot of the senior executives in the company also took a, a pay cut to contribute to this fund, and we raised about 100 billion rupiah uh, to um, participate in this campaign that we call Giving Back to Our Heroes. 
because right? we realized that even though our business were hit and our employees had to work from home and we had to adapt to a new way of working, uh, it was not pleasant, but it's nothing compared to the ones outside on the street, right? mm -hmm. the, the, the drivers who are still kind of exposing themselves to dangers, all the merchants who are still trying to serve customers, they are the ones that were the most vulnerable. Right? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do everything that we could in our power to give back to them. So we, we give out a lot of free meals, like hundreds of thousands uh, globally to our drivers. We also give them vouchers to purchase necessities uh, in, in supermarkets or in convenience stores. Uh, we also give out uh, safety seals uh, mm -hmm. for, for our merchants just to give the customers sort of a, a sense that the food has been handled uh, safely right, with hygiene factor and uh, safety measurement um, so that the customer can, can feel safe and continue to order from these merchants. Um, and, and talking about you know, all these initiatives too, I mean, um, food delivery probably exploded during this time, yep. um, you know, moving a little bit more towards the growth side. Could you share a little bit, some exciting numbers you saw from consumer habits that changed during mm -hmm. this time? Like, I'm sure drivers obviously got more jobs too, and luckily, you know, it sounds like they had the safety measures in place. Yep. What kind of numbers you saw in, in Vietnam that were like, wow, this is like a huge <laughs> consumer shift that uh, is Well, I think the uh, biggest consumer shift that, that I've seen and um, it's a shift towards um, foods that is associated with, with hygiene and safety and, mm. and health. Right? So a lot of the, the, the premium brands have increased in their sales. Oh, right? great. Um, what, what's premium defined as? It's like a... So international food, okay. right? uh, foods that uh, the, the, the more premium restaurants like, like, like McDonald's, Burger King, mm. uh, Japanese food, Right. Uh, so instead of the street food vendors, mm -hmm. there, there's a certain shift towards this uh, restaurants that have more perceived hygiene and safety measurements uh, okay. inside the restaurants. And the second exciting one is uh, on um, food that can uh, have uh, health benefits. Mm. Right. So um, vegetarian food mm. right, or, or juice. That, that has a vitamin, right? So people became a lot more conscious about their health in general mm. during COVID. So those categories saw a, a pretty big jump in, in terms of orders. When you say big jump, are we talking like double digits? Are we talking about like 100%? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there were restaurants that, that saw a 2x increase in sales. Wow. That's what I can tell okay. you. And has that, has that sustained during this period where obviously, you know, in April, I'm sure you saw a huge uptick. Yep. What is it now? It's now September. Yep. Um, have you seen that sustained over the last few months as well? We were in the, the migration period, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the, the Goviet uh, customers have to download the new app mm -hmm. and, and start transacting online. But right now we're already at the level of what we were right mm -hmm. before um, the, the migration. Okay. So, so that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. good. And how, how, did, how did milk tea do? You know, that's not so healthy, but I'm sure the Gen Z millennial kind of audience love it. How did those kind of categories do during this time? Yeah, yeah. I think milk tea is, uh, for, for Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese people at least, it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be a, a long-lasting trend Got it. For, for, for at least uh, the few years to come. Mm. So it's still a very popular category on our, okay. our platform for sure. Would you say it's the number one category in terms uh, of volume at least? In terms of volumes, um, so it will be right where uh, Vietnamese food would be. Okay. Yeah, so so those, Vietnamese those food stuff. is still yep. quite up there. Yep. Okay. So the, the um, great thing about what GoFood has versus a lot, a lot of other platforms uh, in Vietnam is that we probably have the most number of merchants. Right? So we have 80,000 merchants 
And in terms of food listing, we have about 1 million unique items, right? Uh, so that's a lot of food to choose from. And the majority of them are, are Vietnamese food, right? The, the local vendors, the street side vendors that normally were not able to access any of the other platforms because they were very focused uh, on the, the, the bigger brands. Mm. Right? So we, because we wanted to really bring benefits to the community, so we started out with a lot of these smaller merchants. So during COVID, there was like a side story that I want to share. I said, this is a lady who's about 65, 70 year old. I can't remember exactly, but she got a husband and a few kids and all of them were, were having either some mental issues or disabilities. And she was selling sticky rice on a cart that she pushed around the city. And so we realized that there's a lot of this uh, type of, of people who, who are suffering during COVID. So we approached them and actually create a store for them uh, to sell on GoFood. And that has actually generated a lot of sales for them to, to kind of um, come through the, the, the whole COVID situation and was able to, to bring enough income and revenue to sustain uh, serving their family. Mm. So, so that was uh, very meaningful uh, for us as well. Well, that's great to hear. And I'm sure there's hundreds, if not thousands, exactly. of more stories like that yep, yep. Um, around uh, Vietnam and, and the region. Yep. Um, moving forward, so um, you know, we talked a little bit about what uh, customers can expect in this new growth phase, and let's talk about what kicked off that whole thing. You know, the the TVC that everyone keeps uh -huh. talking about, uh, the one where the drivers are spinning in that like it looks like a cage, and then it becomes like a city yep. kind of block in a yep. circle. Yep. Um, it's really vivid. It, there was a lot of energy and feel, and, and personally, someone working in advertising media myself, um, that was one of the more impactful kind of um, campaigns to, to announce a new entrant yep. to the market and relaunch. Um, it was really well received. So what was that relaunch strategy? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure, you know, aside from the actual branding and changing all the collaterals, what did that, you know, two months leading up to the campaign look like and, and immediately after? What were some of the things that you guys had in place um, that you're really proud of, some milestones mm -hmm. at, at mm -hmm. the team that you could share? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that, that TVC, yeah. Um, so we understood that while GoViet was very well received in Vietnam and was very well known to a lot of people, Gojek on the other hand was not uh, very popular in Vietnam yet, right? Mm -hmm. In Indo is the biggest unicorn, one of the biggest unicorn for sure, but in Vietnam not a lot of people knew about it. So in order to quickly convert all of the users that we've had and drivers and, and, and merchants, we had to do something pretty bold, right? Uh, that creates a lot of buzz, it creates a lot of fame, and, and also to, to improve the, the saliency that we have, right? And not just that, also sort of uh, lay the, the foundations for, for future. Uh, so we, we knew that we have to do something that is out of the ordinary, right? something that pushes the envelope on, on creativity. So, so we started thinking what was our mission. Our mission is to remove daily frictions, right? to make lives a lot easier for the consumers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and we started thinking on this concept uh, that is called flow, right? So the tagline is life is better when it flows, right? So as uh, the busy uh, um, people that we are now today, right? In our lives, there are always some frustration, some hiccups, and, and we always wish for days that it would, everything would just go our way. Right? So that was a, sort of the, the core idea behind the campaign. Uh, so we build on that, so we created, like you said, the metaphor of a city where, where drivers, motorcycles, cars, 
customers which is kind of seamlessly flow around the city mm-hmm. uh, so that that took a lot of work uh, we we created this uh, giant motor drum that was uh, 25 meters apart uh, across yeah. uh, and uh, the studio was actually set up in Kiev in Ukraine so wow. that was something that okay. not a lot of people know right and require a lot of stuntsmen right because you you realize that running around in those mm. circles uh, it, it's not something that regular people can do so we had about 40 stuntsmen driving motorcycles and cars and you can only find that. these uh, stuntmen in Ukraine or yeah yeah so, <laughs> so so part of the crew right so the movie was actually directed uh the TVC was directed by Henry Schofield right okay. uh, so oh, wow. world famous uh director oh. I didn't know that. I don't think enough people are talking about that. That's yeah, so Dua Lipa, New okay. Rules, uh, Bill English. So he a uh, very well accomplished director who was uh, the mastermind behind this uh, TVC as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was filmed during COVID. So it brought a lot of, uh, of risk uh, mm-hmm. to to the whole execution of the the project that we we put through. It was set up in ten days. We we finished filming in about two weeks. Wow. uh and um in terms of of results um what is great so my last cow i haven't checked today uh, and yesterday but my last cow was that the video has already reached 30 million views mm-hmm. so for tvc that is something that i've never seen before in vietnam mm-hmm. right in terms of reach and uh the other amazing fact about it is that the, the average watch duration for this tvc is 53 seconds mm-hmm. so it's a 60 second uh, tvc yeah and the average watch duration on YouTube is 53. So normally people would just skip ads mm-hmm. on YouTube, you know. I mean, I, I would I would verify that too. I've been seeing that ad on YouTube on occasion and I actually watch it. Yeah. Cuz it's it, it gets me thinking again. It's like, yeah. oh, got to pay attention. Right. Um so it looks like it did its job very well. Yep. So yeah. it spread a lot of the awareness and mm-hmm. people love it just for mm-hmm. for the video itself and not just yeah, because exactly. it's an ad. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That was really good. And and that whole campaign message of flowing and cities yep. and Is that something you guys are continuing to c- communicate throughout yeah. your channels in, yep. in Vietnam yep. too? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So because it's, it's tied directly so much to our, our core mission mm-hmm. right, of, of making lives easier, right? Making life flow. Mm-hmm. And so the the, the tech life of Vietnam is feel nhịp sống. So it's uh, sort of the translation for the English version of enjoy the flow. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you have the Gojek app, you can just enjoy lives when it's a lot easier. Okay. And do you anticipate any new kind of aside from these product launches are there any new campaigns or messaging that you can share in the near future that that maybe customers can look forward to? Uh, no, of course. So after this launch campaign then then we will should be setting up uh several other campaigns uh, mm-hmm. and this is a uh, the the brand awareness building phase for us. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we just want as many people to know what Gojek is and yep. what we do. Uh, and, and in the future campaigns and we will get a lot more into what uh, each individual product offers mm-hmm. uh, and and the launches of the new product like uh, telling the world that oh, we'll be having this uh, let's say uh, go pay for example mm-hmm. right uh, so that's something that the consumer can definitely look forward to okay so i mean it turns it looks like the campaign was a huge success yes. i mean but of course you know when you're doing the whole planning you're, you're looking at some of the risks and challenges as mm-hmm. well Did you have any in mind that you were able to you know obviously overcome mm-hmm. before you were planning this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the one of the biggest risks as I mentioned was because uh, the the planning and the timing of this was during COVID. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of uncertainty in, in how the um, the situation in Vietnam would be like. Mm-hmm. 
So in, in uh, late June, the situation seems like, oh, it's going to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. Vietnam is, is coming out of COVID pretty soon. And just one week before we launched, there was a second wave starting from, oh, right. from Da Nang, right? Yeah. So that puts in a lot of more uncertainty to, oh, should we commit to this mm-hmm. uh, timing? Was there a situation where you guys may have delayed the whole relaunch? Yeah, I guess if we went back into lockdown, mm-hmm. right? I mean, during the first COVID wave, Hanoi actually shut down mm-hmm. all two-wheel transportation on the streets. Right, so, right. So if the certain measure, uh, very drastic uh, measures from the government, then we have to comply and we, mm-hmm. we probably would have delay. So those, uh, COVID was the biggest risk that we had to, to plan around. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the different scenarios, like oh, if it's a degree one to five right, in terms of seriousness of COVID, then what do we do in each of the, the scenario? And, and how about different cities? Right? Let's say in Hanoi is uh, very severe, but in Ho Chi Minh is not uh, too bad. Then what do we do then? Right? So we have all of these different plannings that, that we have to prepare for. The other risk is uh, that, that we were w- worried uh, a few months before relaunching is um, people seem to love Govia so much, right? so we were like, yeah, if people love the, the old brand so much, how are they going to adopt to the new brand? Right? Um, I think I've completely forgotten Govia now. It's all about Gojek for me. <laughs> I think, uh, so, yeah. I don't know if that, I mean, that is definitely a goal and it's not to say Govia didn't do a good job. It's yeah. just, I think the relaunch has been fantastic. So exactly. congrats to your team. I mean, you know, it's September now, you've been planning this for the greater part of a year. It looks like your team here in Vietnam has undergone so many challenges mm-hmm. and fortunately from at least the outside you guys have overcame them so you know big big congrats to you guys and um, you know that's why we're having you today as our first guest you know everyone's been talking about the Gojek relaunch and what to anticipate and there's so many new products coming out mm-hmm. uh, for you guys so super excited to have you on the show um, today uh, for everyone uh, joining us this is uh, Duk, he's the country general manager of Gojek Vietnam. Um, they've just launched here, so take a look at the ad that they've produced. Uh, take a look at their app and their products. Um, there's a lot of exciting things coming, and um, yeah, he's the first on the show, guys. So look out for more. Uh, we have a series coming up with other innovators and uh, new kind of newcomers to the market. Gojek being the, uh, the biggest splash recently. Um, do you have any kind of final words that you want to share with our audience before we log off today, Duk? Really look forward to all the, the new features and new products that we'll be bringing to Vietnam. I think a lot of exciting things are coming, and not just for the consumers, like drivers and merchants are also expecting a lot of great things coming out of this mm. uh, relaunch that we have. So thanks again for, for having me today, and super happy to be sharing the stories about Gojek. Excellent. We'd also like to give a big thanks to our partners, GeoHealth, our launch partner in this new series. And so what is GeoHealth? Geo is one of the must-watch innovators in the technology and healthcare space. And I'm not saying that just because they're sponsoring today's series. As a customer myself, they are best known for their doctor-at-home services, though they've made significant omni-channel innovations in the last few months, introducing the likes of a new smart clinic at M Plaza in Saigon, as well as rolling out a quickly scaling pharmacy business. For those interested in watching the technology and healthcare space, they are definitely one of the ones to watch.